Welcome to the Time For You podcast with Erin Woodruff, episode 55. My name is Erin, and my goal is to help you find time for yourself. Life gets busy, and we tend to lose ourselves in the mix of marriage, motherhood, and everything else. Let's rediscover your passions and make some time for you. everyone. Welcome. Welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I have a really fun episode for you today where I am going to dive into the communication 101 based on Aaron's philosophy for communication. There are so many philosophies out there about communication, what it is, how to increase communication in teams and so on. There's so many books And in this episode, I want to talk about the basics of communication when it comes to me. So this is based on all my experience, all the things that I have consumed, books and podcasts and social media people and everything else, all of my own relationships, conversations, my interactions with my toddler, and I have written out eight must-haves for me when it comes to communication 101 and some of the steps that I follow and some of the boundaries that I have with myself with communication and the guidelines that I follow when I'm talking to people. First of all, I want to add in here that I have not necessarily ordered them by order of importance, but it was more so the order in which they came to me. And sometimes that is importance, but sometimes it's just the way that it goes when you're downloading and thinking about it. And so just keep in mind that they're not necessarily in order, but they are the top things that I always think about when it comes to communication. Number one, surprise, surprise, is listening. Number one is listening. Being able to listen is a really good skill. It's something that we're not taught very well, and it takes a lot of practice. There is the skill of listening, and I love how Simon Sinek talks about this. There's the skill of listening, and then there's the art of listening, The skill of listening is when we can just hear someone and we can pair it back what they said or even paraphrase back what they said. And then there's the art of listening. The art of listening is being able to understand what they're meaning with their words. It's being able to understand the things that they're not saying. To become a good listener, it helps if you, number one, practice, but also get good at asking questions. Ask questions that you don't know the answer to, and then you'll be much more engaged in the listening process. The second thing is don't interrupt. Wait until there's a natural pause. Wait until someone's done speaking. Even if you feel like you need to chime in, you don't have to. The urge to talk is just an urge. We don't actually have to respond to that urge. We can sit there and we can listen. So number two, learn more for yourself. This has been key for me in becoming a better communicator. Learn more about yourself. Learn more about others. Learn about personality differences. Learn about communication styles. 
Learn about something that they are interested in. Watch a video, read a book, follow a new Instagram account, maybe watch TV with them. When you can learn more, number one, you become more interesting as a person to talk to, but number two, you become more interested in them. You start learning about their hobbies, the things that they're interested in, and then it gives you more to talk about naturally, but also expands your own point of view. I'll just add in here real quick, learning is a personal thing. So the more that you can learn for yourself, the more naturally you'll be invested in other people. Number three, see the other person as an equal to you in any conversation. This includes coworkers. This includes spouses, kids, siblings, parents, employees. It's really easy to fall into this idea that somehow we are better than someone else, especially when by nature we are in a hierarchy of power. At home, it looks like a parent and a kid relationship. In the office, it looks like a boss and an employee. But I'll tell you this much, that the sooner you can speak to and see the other person as an equal to you, the better communication you and them will both have with each other. They deserve to be spoken to as an equal. They deserve your respect. They deserve to hear the truth, even when it might be painful. And I'm not talking about the random person at the grocery store who is wearing pants that you don't like. I'm not talking about the person on social media who shared the one post with their political opinion that you don't agree with. Although those people still deserve equal respect. Those are not the relationships that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the relationships that matter to you. Those relationships where you know there's a strain because of a conversation that has or has not happened. When you can see and treat the other person as an equal, all communication instantly becomes easier. Speak to them as you would speak to yourself, as you would speak to your boss. When we talk down to our kids specifically, they feel that really patronizing energy. But when we can acknowledge the fact that they are their individual person, they have their own thoughts, feelings, and life experiences, even though they might be limited we still can acknowledge and be extremely respectful of that and acknowledge that they are an equal to us in their human experience. Number four, don't talk when you know they aren't listening. Why waste your time and energy when you know that they're not paying attention? Don't be resentful towards them at all because of this. Just acknowledge it and move on or ask them for their attention. This happens all the time. You'll see people, especially in media, but even in our real lives, people will talk and talk and talk and talk, 
And then they'll turn around and say, are you even listening to me? And chances that they already knew that they weren't listening to them are pretty high. But we use that as a reason to be mad at them, even though that doesn't really make sense. So one thing for me personally, and I've told a few people in my life, but I haven't told everybody, I've never said it publicly for sure, is when I'm talking to someone and their smart watch on their wrist buzzes and they look down to check the notification that just came in, I stop talking. And I do this because I know the moment that they got their notification, number one, they were distracted. Number two, they're looking down and they are no longer listening to me. I don't have any judgment or resentment towards these people. I just know that it's the fact of life. And I know that our brains cannot be divided and multitask in two different ways. And so I usually just stop talking And typically what happens is someone will look back up from their watch and they'll say, I'm listening. And I'll say, okay. And then I'll start talking again when I know that I have their full attention. And this isn't all the time, but it's definitely something that I have started paying attention to. How many times do I keep talking when I know they're not listening? So that's my rule number four is I just stop talking when I know that they're not listening. I wait till they're more present or I ask for their attention. Number five, do not assume anything. Do not assume that they know anything. Ask them for help because they don't know anything. Tell them what to do, not in a condescending or a mansplaining way, but simply stating the facts. I think too often we just assume that people know what we want them to do, or we just say, set the table for dinner, but we don't tell them which plates to get, or we don't tell them that the silverware is in the dishwasher and it's clean, or there's so many things that if we just tell them, it would be so much easier. It would save us a lot of time and stress. When we don't assume anything about a conversation, it allows for a more easygoing flow of conversation. It also helps in the conversations when you might have to repeat yourself. Don't assume that they remember everything that you already told them because they probably don't. Just assume that they don't know anything and if they don't want to hear it again, they'll let you know. But most of the time, people forget things. I know I sure do. And if someone says, oh, you already mentioned that, you can say, oh, cool. Well, did I tell you this part about the story? And from there, you can meet them where, where they're at. And then you can repeat the parts of the story that they either forgot or didn't hear the first time or something along those lines. Just don't assume anything. Number six, communicate with them in their preferred way. We have so many different ways to communicate these days. It's so amazing. But keep in mind, not everyone likes all forms of communication. Some people do not like phone calls. Some people do not like texting. And not to mention, we have text, email, social media, FaceTime, in-person, phone calls, written letters, even though no one does that anymore. We have so many ways And obviously, some people will like some forms of communication and others won't. 
So if you feel like you can't communicate with someone well, this might be the problem. Maybe you're trying to communicate with them in a way that is not their preferred way. They might not be responding because it's not a natural way for them to communicate and engage in conversations. So the easiest thing to do is to ask them. Especially if it's a relationship you are wanting to work on and they know that or it's a mutual agreement that we want to have a good communication style, have the conversation. How are we communicating? What is our preferred method of communication? This will actually help you to communicate so much better in so many ways. Number seven, tell the whole truth. This is something I'm going to dive into deep in a future podcast episode, so I'll just touch on it briefly here. But there's a difference between telling the truth to someone and telling the whole truth. Telling the truth is something we fear because we think it's going to hurt people's feelings. And when we tell the whole truth, we are telling much more of the story than just the truth. The whole truth is a wonderful and beautiful way to let people know how much we love them and allows us to either insert a boundary or allows us to communicate something that's really difficult while still maintaining and holding the space for love and understanding and for mutual respect. And that's about as much as I'm going to say about the whole truth here because I have already mapped out a future podcast episode all about the whole truth. So stay tuned for that and be looking for it in the next few weeks. And number eight, this is the last one in my communication 101 toolbox. Number eight is to keep your cool. Just know that you are in charge of your own emotional experience in any conversation. If you can learn how to master your own emotions and allow yourself to just keep your cool in hard conversations or difficult times, number one, you step into a place of empowerment where you know that you are in charge of your own experience. And number two, it allows you to move into a place where you can use all of that emotion that you have and use it for your benefit. Emotions are extremely helpful in so many ways, and they can teach us so much about our own selves and our life that we're experiencing. One way to keep your cool if you feel like emotions get the best of you, one way to keep your cool in an argument is to practice detaching yourself from the emotions that you are feeling. Instead of saying, I am sad or I am angry, I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Practice saying, I am feeling sad. I am feeling angry. I am feeling overwhelmed. Just by inserting the I am statement and then I am feeling this rather than I am sad, but inserting feeling into it allows that space to detach yourself from the actual emotion because we aren't sadness. We aren't anger or overwhelmed. We might feel those emotions, but we are not inherently those things. That alone is a game changer when you're communicating with someone especially if it's someone that you constantly feel like is dragging you down or is putting you down, or if they make you angry, just know that you are actually in charge of your own experience 
when it comes to those emotions. When I talk to them, I feel a lot of anger. When I talk to them, I always feel sad. And it allows you to take charge of your own emotional experience and allows you to keep your cool because you know that they are not the ones creating your experience. It comes from you. So as a quick wrap up, I'm going to go through all eight of my communication 101 guidelines that I have for myself. Number one is listen. Number two, learn more about yourself. Number three, see the other person as an equal. Number four, don't talk when you know they're not listening. Number five, don't assume anything about the conversation. Number six, communicate with them in their preferred way. Number seven, tell the whole truth. And number eight, keep your cool. I hope that at least one of these guidelines has helped you in some way. I can't wait to hear about your experience when it comes to implementing it. So feel free to jump over onto Instagram. That's where I hang out the most and message me. Let me know which point was the most thought provoking to you. Let me know which one you're going to try And I really want to hear about your experience. So jump over there and message me. I can't wait to have a conversation with you. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful week. Did you know your personality will affect how you make time for yourself? I've created a free quiz for you to take to see where you fall on the introvert extrovert spectrum go to erinwoodruffcoaching.com and take the quiz today.